Chardonnay podcast where success meets sisterhood. I am so excited for today's episode because we're going to be talking about something that's absolutely necessary and it is overcoming shame. It is so important for us to learn how to overcome shame so that we can literally step into our next season with boldness, with courage, and with strength. We have today a very special guest who's going to share her testimony, who's going to give you all the gems and all the information that she has as it pertains to overcoming shame. Her name is Brittany Edie. She is the CEO of Car Courage. She has two amazing books on the market and she has a new podcast that she just dropped. So go ahead and add her to your list. It's called The Courage Plug. And without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, Brittany. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, awesome. Hi, how are you? Hey, how's it going? How are you, sis? Amazing, amazing. So we have the beautiful Brittany, 80 CEO of Car Courage. Yes. And she's also a podcaster and an author. Absolutely amazing woman of God. Welcome to a sit with Chardonnay, girl. Welcome to my house. Come on in. Make yourself comfortable. (laughs) So I am so excited to have you on because I've been following your ministry for a long time before it was even a ministry because you are kind of new to releasing Car Courage. Like that's a new thing for you for relatively new for me because I've been watching your journey far long before you started to do that. So we're excited to have you. I'm so excited to just be in the presence of a woman of God because I just think that it's so important for us to fellowship and it's so important for other women to speak to other women and just understand their journey and understand how interconnected that we are because that's where our power is released. So I am so excited to have you here today. How are you? I'm great, sis. Thank you for having me. Yes, there's <laughs> definitely power in numbers. And I'm excited, too, just to be in the room, sit with Chardonnay. I'm so excited. You know, I've been following your ministry as well. You know, it's good to see you come out of your shell okay. and encouraging <laughs> people because that's what we need. And, and like spirits attract. So, I mean, if you're if you're really authentic, you're going to attract a more authentic people. So, And that's on that. I love it. I love it. So I'm definitely happy to have you. We're going to just go through a few questions or whatever. Let the audience get to know you a little better. Um, I already pre-warned them. Like my sister, she keeps it real. Okay. There's no (laughs) fluff with her, you know. So we are ready to catch some gems that you're ready to drop. So we'll just go ahead and start with our first um, questions so you can feel comfortable. But before that, I want you to introduce yourself. I can say what I say about you, but I want you to introduce yourself. Who is Brittany Edie? Hi, guys. Hello again. My name is Brittany. I am the CEO of Car Courage. I am also the host of the newly, newly dropped podcast, The Courage Plug where you get plugged into all things courage. I am a daughter of God, a child of God. And listen, I I really love God. And I just really live my life to the best of my ability for God. And so I want to be an encouragement to people, be that person that I didn't have growing up. And that's kind of my bio. 
Awesome. We love it. We love it. Well, <laughs> I know for a fact that you have an amazing calling on your life. That is without a shadow of a doubt. So my first question for you is, when did you know, like, there's something inside of me that needs to be birthed? When did you know that God was calling you to something, even if you didn't know what that something was? I knew God was calling me as a child because like my mom raised us in church, but there's a time that my mom um, went her went different, went a different route. And I was the one who, you know, the Bible says train a child up and the way they, they should go. And when they, oh, they won't depart. I was like that one child that did not depart. Like I was always strong in the things of the Lord, an outcast in school. I was labeled as like the church girl or like the goody two shoes. And you know, for a while I loved it. Like I loved being different, but as I got older, I wanted to like fit in and like, you know, go with the crowd, but I could never go with the crowd. And I knew then that God wanted to use me differently. And for a long time, I struggled with that. It wasn't until recently, like in the last couple of years, I remember getting a prophecy and she was like, God is gonna use you just the way you see it. And it really like broke something off of me. So I've been knowing that God, you know, God called me even, you know, there's not a lot of saved, you know, people that our age There's not just, just not a lot of people who really love God and going after God. And I, and I think it's because we, you know, put this stipulation on being a Christian when it's really does not take all that. And so for a long time, I didn't want to like be a Christian or live for God because I'm just like, it's, I'm not doing everything right. Yeah. But if you're waiting to do everything right, you will never come to God. That's and so I just kind of knew that God always had and encourage on the inside of me like and I knew that what I needed that encouragement that I needed I could be for someone else I love it I love it I love it I love that you said like it's so important like that the way that it's it's the seeds that you plant within your children like you said my mother went and did her thing but it was the seed that was planted in me that I gave me the ability to grow in my you know, walk as a woman of encouragement. So I love that because I recently had a situation when I went live and it was my grandmother who kind of introduced me to church and got me into, you know, church. And then she did kind of, like you said, she wasn't as deep in it as in, anymore, but the seat was already planted. So right. I wasn't going too far, even if I, you know, went left, I wasn't going too yeah. far, but recently I did a live series. And then it was a young lady on the live after the live, she messaged me and she was just like, Hey, I just wanted to pray for you. And it's just a long story short. Um, I just wanted to pray for you. And I wanted to pray for your grandmother because I'm seeing your grandmother and I'm seeing her heart. And she recently went to the doctor and did have some complications with her heart. And she was like, I'm seeing her heart and I'm seeing God just saying it's already healed. Like I'm seeing milk and honey. I'm just seeing a beautiful, you know, healing over her body so you know I went and called my grandmother and told her about that and just reminded her because of your obedience of putting me in a position to know God and me going live on some random day a woman all the way from Arizona God used her to get to you to let you know you can you don't have to worry about what's going on it's already mm -hmm. done but that was something that she did for me as a young girl. Imagine if she didn't introduce me to God, I wouldn't necessarily have had that live so that she can have that peace that God was trying to send to her. So it's all connected. And I think that's just so dope and so beautiful that you shared. Like, you know, since I was a younger girl, once that seed was planted, I never, you know, went too far from that because mm -hmm. that's similar to my story. So yes, I love that. So second question 
So the question is, was there any hesitation? And I know that we have a long journey, but I'm talking about a hesitation before you actually said, this is who I am. This is what I'm walking in. And I'm not turning away from that, that point, not necessarily journey because nah, we have yeah. hesitation here and there. Okay. Yeah. Hesitation to listen, sis. I was so hesitant because we, I don't, I come from a like a generation where it's like everybody's doing the same thing. Like, do you have enough on the inside of you to like go against the grain? Yeah. And like, even at a young age, it's just like, who wants to walk alone? Like who wants the Bible says, be ye separate. You know, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. Like who really wants to like be not of this world? You know, when everybody else around you is literally, in this world and acting like they're of this world like who really wants to be that you know vessel that God wants to use who really wants to be different like who really wants to be set apart so my hesitation came from really wanting to fit in with the crowd like really mm-hmm. wanting to you know wear these type of clothes or curse like I never like I think the most I curse is like when I'm driving you know what I'm saying <laughs> but I've never been that curser I've never been that cursing person, but like growing up, everybody cursed. Like right. it was a thing to do. Like everybody, you know, was having sex. And it's just yeah. like, do you want to be like that person that's set apart? Or do you want to follow the crowd? And it was a lot of hesitation in the beginning, but I stood, I stood on what I knew. Like I knew God wanted to use me. So I stood on that. And you said something about obedience and when you obey God, there's provision in that. Like, I didn't know, like, what God was going to take me. But the more and more I obey him, the more and more he led me, the the more and more he provided the resources, the people, the mentors, like all of that. Like, the more I went after God, the more and more he, you know, set me up. Like, he went before yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. That's so good. And that encourages the women who's listening to this is that when you take that leap of faith, trust that the Lord would make provisions for you when he see his, that's just like a worldly father. When you see your daughter really getting into a certain area, you're going to invest into her business. You're going to invest into her college. You're going to invest into her school because you see that she's serious about going down the right path. So that same thing with God, when he see that you're willing to be obedient and you have become a willing vessel to be used by him he's going to make provision for you and that's what I think one of my biggest problem was as well is like I don't see the whole picture so I ain't ready to jump out there right like mm-hmm. I want what who gonna help me what I'm gonna be what what church I'm gonna go to what how you want me to serve and he's like let me order your steps and what ordering your steps mean is like you might not see the full picture you may just right. see bits and pieces and that's where your faith is activated and knowing that there's a God that goes before you so you don't have to know it all he knows it all okay right So I love that. And that's so good. Thank you for sharing that. So the other one kind of ties in and you kind of touched on it, but how did you overcome your fear of showing up? Like really showing up how you show up? Because if show up, like had a picture next to it in the dictionary, it would be useless. I'm laughing because you are not the only person that said that. Like it just recently people like, how do you be consistent? Or how do you listen? My pastor always say this, and I love it. Like, I might have to put this on a on a meme or something for him. Like, he says that fear is taught. And I just feel like if, if I learn to be fearful, like, I can learn to not be fearful. I can learn to be courageous. If I learn to, like, bow down and, you know, sit back, 
I can learn to show up every day. Yes. Like it's it's a learning behavior. And if you constantly showing up, if you constantly finding your courage and walking in it, it's something that you you're gonna eventually do every day. Mm. If you're constantly telling yourself like, you know, I ain't gonna be able to do it or I'm fearful, I'm scared. You know, fear is something that we learn as a child. Mm-hmm. Like, like you would, I don't have no kids, but you with kids, like when you're, when your girls get a little older, you know, and they go to touch something hot, you know, you have to teach them to be, you're going to teach them to like not touch that because it's hot, but they're mm-hmm. not really going to know like not to touch that until they touch it and it's hot. Right. And so you're not going to know that you're not fearful until you're not fearful anymore. The Bible right. says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you're saying, I'm fearful, I'm scared, that's kind of like what you're going to show up as, a fearful mm-hmm. person. And, and it's, it's you see it every day. Like, you see people not showing up. You see people starting these businesses. You see people, you know, jumping into marriages and, like, being fearful that it's not going to work out or nobody's going to buy my stuff. No, like, fear says, I, I can't do it. But the opposite of fear is faith. And yeah. the Bible says, um, what am I, what am I, what scripture am I trying to use right here? Um, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So it's like you're not gonna always see what God wants to do right. through you. You're not gonna always see the right. blessing, but the the blessing is in actually obeying God. Because like we keep like like you said, and like I said it, there's provision in obeying God. So if I the way I overcame fear was just to show up and not tell myself that I'm fearful, not tell myself that I'm scared or not tell myself that I can't do it because you can do it. And that's literally what my brand is based around. You can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. And so if you, if God actually gave you strength, it, you didn't have to work for it. He he's giving you strength to do Mm -hmm. everything that he's called you to do. Right. I love it. That's so good. That's so good. I had a previous podcast that was about exactly what you're explaining, unlearning those things that keeps you in bondage. It's so much power in unlearning things versus keep packing things onto it, trying to learn, learn, mm-hmm. learn. Because if you're yeah. learning something, you know, you have to unlearn that thing that's been yeah. keeping you in bondage. So I love that you brought that up because you just kind of revisited something that I spoke of before. And like you said, you made it so simple. If you can learn how to be fearful, you can learn how to show up. It's the same thing, just a whole different, you know, mindset. And my mission It's all about mindset elevation because I believe everything is about your mind, the way you perceive things, the way you see things. Mm -hmm. And part of having a strong mindset is going back and unlearning those things that kept you from elevating. So having an elevated mindset is so beautiful. And I love your story and your walk because it shows that mindset elevation is not something that you learn by someone, by you reading a book, is living it out. It's actually jumping in and taking that those faith steps. And that's why I love having women like you on my podcast because you in the paint like you're not somebody who like looking at a picture and trying to describe a picture to me you're actually in the picture you're actually you know you have the business you're stepping out on faith you're making yourself and God's message known to the world through your experience you know so I love that and um yeah I'm gonna gas you up every time because I just love um how you do what you do I think it's reaching a specific audience within our generation who needs it so desperately, but they won't receive it how someone else gives it to them. But the way that you give it to them, they'll be able to be like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's cute. But then they get the real message that you're really trying to deliver. So shout out to my sis, period. (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank you. Uh, like, like uh, something. I, one thing of mm-hmm. one thing about fear is it is that like we we don't have to accept it, and that's why I love mm-hmm. what you talk about. I love your brain. Like you're always talking about the mind, like dealing with the issues of your mind, mm-hmm. and one thing that we'll we'll never be able to like go above what we thinking in our minds like if you're thinking yourself small like you're gonna be small Mm -hmm. if you're thinking like I love the way you do your whole brand like it's like you show up it's people that has thousands and thousands of followers that that have these people looking up to them that's not showing up and I love how you're so consistent with people you know you're consistent with your lives you're consistent with people because people matter and it's not that you want to be on this big platform to be a certain person you're gonna be that person on this platform right here and when God begins to elevate you you're gonna be that same person on this platform because you you dealt with those things in your mind and so I love that about you, sis. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love yeah. it. It's so crazy because I recently, God was just recently really downloading in my spirit that as a Christian, we really have to see life as war. We have to stop yes. thinking that everything is supposed to be peaceful in this. Like there's really a warfare going, like war this. going on in this world, in our generation. And that's what pushes me to show up because everything in our cute and pink and glittery all the time, yes. like it's real souls that. That needs to be saved it's so much work to be done and when I put that in my mind I'm like girl I don't care how your hair looking sis go get that flare on but you need to show up tonight because it's someone even if it's the one because God will leave the 99 for the one right yeah. so it's yeah. so important for us to show up no matter how small our platform is it's your message and it's that one soul if so if it be one God in the heavens you know will rejoice for that one soul so it's important. We we at war, sis. That's yeah. what it is. We just don't have time to play. We, we don't. don't. Like we, we don't. don't. It's literally people out here yeah. that that's waiting on our yes. That's waiting on us to go after God like never before, so they can go after God, and so yeah. they can bring those people that's waiting on their yes. So it's it's work to be done. Yeah, yeah this is the generation, sis. It's it. And like, like I said, I always say like God's kingdom is His first priority. And I think something I want to honor you in as well that keep kept me stagnant for so many years is ministry merging with business. Like business is not my thing. Thank God for my husband. But business is not my thing because I'm so passionate about ministry that I can't get. It's hard for me to mix the two. It's hard for me to say, oh, yeah, I have a master class that's for 197, but it's talking about something as it pertains to my ministry. It just doesn't work for me. So following women like Tiffany and following women like you and seeing Sarah Jakes and how you beautifully merge your ministry into, you know, a worker who is worthy of his wages, that really puts me in a position to learn how to merge it and develop a mindset that God wants you to be prosperous. He wants your ministry to be prosperous and he loves the passion that you keep within your business slash ministry if that makes yeah. sense that's why see listen that's why i love tiffany so much because she kind of the, the first person who introduced like business like god and business mm-hmm. and it's in a it's in a very um authentic place because there there's a lot of people who are you know using the tool that not so good yeah and so but just seeing her, you know, and a lot of other people, I don't really follow a lot of people, but that's me who know there. Mm-hmm. But um for her, like just seeing her 
um, do both, like do both, like authentically, like it, it really helped me to not, you know, back down or simmer down or like, right. you know, try to do one or the other, because you can do both. Like if God has called you to, you know, encourage, well, I'm gonna use myself for example, if God is calling you to encourage people, like do that, you can do that for free, but I'm not gonna give you this, this good merch for free. Like, yeah, cause it, yeah. it wasn't free for me. So right. I feel like whatever you had to invest in yourself, like your, your heart on time, your heart on money. Yeah. You can sell that because that person who buys your product or learns or sits under you to learn or be mentored, they're going to do that to 10 other people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so you don't have to like bow down to the world systems. It's like, Oh, you can't do ministry. Like I saw um, a girl completely shut down her whole you know, brand. It's just like, oh, God, don't want me to do both. No, that's not God, sis. Yeah, that's not, not at God all. Ain't tell, God ain't not at all. Yeah. I, I don't care. Like, God, yeah. God's never going to tell me that I can't build a brand and love him at the same time. He's not going to do that because what's my brand is doing is making a, it's a, like a global awareness that you don't have to be fearful. It's like choose courage every day and walk into it. And that's what I'm, that's my brand. Like, that's what I'm standing on. So I don't, I can do both. Yeah, and yeah, you can do both. and you're doing both, sis, beautifully. Yes, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> so Thank speaking you. of car courage, which is absolutely amazing that you would take something that you realized was impactful and develop such a powerful brand um, out of it, that, that, that was courageous within itself. So can you tell us a little bit about your brand, how you birthed your brand? What was, you know, what was the message behind your brand for you before you actually released it to the world? What gave you that feel? Okay. So, um, it was about two years ago, me and my best friend had fell out. I mean, this was my dog. Like that was my dog. Like, and I would talk to her literally every morning. And um, there was a time where, you know, we fell out. We wasn't talking in the mornings. And I was, like, so distraught. Like, it wasn't even, like, during the whole day. It was just, like, that morning time that I would literally call her and be, like, even if we don't talk about nothing, we either, like, um, just listening to each other drive for real. But it was just, like, having my best friend there. And there was a time we wasn't speaking. We wasn't calling each other. It wasn't none of that. And so I had a very hard time encouraging myself. And so what I what I knew that was needed was for other people to be encouraged. I, I'm like, it got to be some other people out here that broke, that's not talking to their best friend or even some people, their mom, you know, some people might have lost their mom and they don't talk to their mom in the mornings. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so I, I knew there was something different that God wanted to do, but I just couldn't put the pieces together. Yeah. So I'm at um, Tiffany's conference, her her um, millions conference, and she was literally praying over the creatives. And just like, may God give you witty ideas and inventions. Like she just going hard over creative. And so God dropped in my spirit, car courage. Mm. And I was just like, oh, okay. It's lit. That's like, <laughs> like I, I went crazy. And so I drove home. I was so pressed to end this conference and, and drive home. Like I drove home. I made my logo switch on Canva. Like I literally made like the little slogan, God is omnipresent, which means he's everywhere. So even if you and your best friend was to like fall out, I'm still with you. I'm going to be everywhere in the car, in the house, wherever I'm going to be here. And so that was kind of like 
And I started going live in my car, uploading videos, just encouraging people, whatever was on my heart. And I call it car courage because I'm literally encouraging people from my car because that's what I needed. It was God helping me to encourage myself in him during the times that I needed the most. So I knew people, you know, all over the world would need to hear it. So that's I how love I started. And from it. that, I kind of started the word courage and, you know, the scripture and everything like that. That's a whole different story too, but <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Glory be to God because the Holy Spirit has that power, right? To give you exactly what you need. And I always tell people, sis, you got to show up because you are in the right place at the right time for the Holy Spirit to do exactly what he wanted to do exactly where you were, but get in place get in place. Like I get it. You want to hang out, you want to chill, but it's certain things that you're going to receive in the spirit of God that you can't get anywhere else. So you have to get in his presence. And that's so good. Now your episode, this episode for the podcast was actually called overcoming shame. So I want you to share with us a time where you were forced into choosing courage over fear, but with making that decision, you had to overcome shame because that's usually what it is. When we have to be courageous, we're usually fearful about being judged about something that we believe will bring us shame when we ultimately God uses it for his glory. So, yeah. (laughs) As much as you're comfortable with sharing, of course. Listen, no, I'm comfortable. It's just, it's just, yeah, guys using you right now, like literally. But so for me, um, the the time that I feel like I chose courage over fear, and that's kind of like another reason why I based a whole brand around this. In t- 2018, I was I was dating, right? And I was engaged. He had proposed to me in, in February. And so the, the the crazy thing about our whole relationship was just like, it was never really like a relationship for real. I just knew that time was ticking. I was about to turn 30. I wanted to get married and I was willing to do that. You know, even I didn't, even when I didn't have any emotional ties, like any like God saying, this is your husband. Like, but we was going through the motions. And so he proposed to me in February. I said, yes. And so do y'all know, like, from the time that I had this ring on my finger to the time I gave him his ring back, which wasn't April, which wasn't long, but I knew then that from the time that he gave me this ring to when I gave him his ring back, like, all hell broke loose. Like, God was just like, I read a meme one time, and it was just like, God would literally tear up heaven to get to you. Mm. And I was just like, wow, that's good. You know, and it's just like, God really was about to wreck my life before I went and married him because we were supposed to get married in August and so I remember you know us going through like all this stuff like we had never argued we had never did none of that but I was just like arguing with him like so much and we didn't live together or nothing like he wasn't the the person that I would like be the first person to talk to in the morning or the last person to talk to when I go to sleep like our relationship just wasn't like that like that was literally a clear clear sign like come on Mm-hmm. And so, but no, I wanted to get married. Like I was about to turn 30. Like I, I wanted it. And so I had ignored a lot of things like before we got engaged, but after we got engaged, like God literally put a whole lot of stuff to the forefront. And I knew that I could not marry him, but we had this public engagement, you know, this public photo shoot, like engagement shoot. Like I had posted my pictures. 
I'm getting married in August. I don't care, you know, God, what you tell me. I'm getting married in August, period. And so I remember um, being an ambassador for this rewrite um, conference. And um, I had got there and I had to stand up in front of them. And I'm just like, I'm literally, you know, talking about telling you guys, you know, how to rewrite your life and how to, you know, rip the page out. You know, if you rewrite, like you have the pen to your life and you can rewrite your life whenever you want to. Like, I'm just sitting here telling them, encouraging these people when I'm literally about to go through the most biggest rewrite of my life. And so literally before I even got there, I started reading the book. My mentor had told me to get this book and the book was called Believe Bigger. And it's up there. But the book was called Believe Bigger. And um, her name is Mashawn Evans Daniels. And she literally was describing her relationship to the T. I mean, they had an amazing relationship. Yeah. This lady said she canceled her wedding Mm -hmm. six days before the wedding. And I just like, God, if she can cancel her wedding... And she rich. She got money, money. She said she spent like, I think like six, five thousand or six thousand dollars just on flowers alone. And I said, God, if she can chuck this money, these couple of thousand, I can chuck these couple of thousand for the whole wedding. Cause I the whole wedding was like literally a couple of thousand. I had my dress, guys. We had did engagement photos. And she said she canceled her wedding six days before the wedding. And I said, you know what? If she can do it, so can I. And I literally remember taking off my ring. And on the airplane, headed to Orlando to that event. And I remember somebody sitting next to me. I didn't know this lady from a, from a can of paint. She started, like, speaking in tongues over me, rubbing my back. It's going to be okay. You know, and I'm just like, wow, God. Like, he really, mm-hmm. you know, he really m- ministered to me in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so after the, after the conference or whatever, I'm in the host room. She's like a mentor to me. And I'm telling her, you know, I got to make this decision. Like when I get back, I'm giving his ring back. She was just like, let me just tell you this. Don't allow shame to attach yourself to your name. It's nothing wrong with making the right decision. Mm. And that literally freed me so much. I mean, I got back there the same, the next day, which was a Sunday. And my pastor had him doing tithes and offering. I'm just like, oh, really? And so I waited to after, after the tithes and offering over, after the service. and I put him to the side like hey you know not in front of everybody we walked outside yeah and I was just like hey you know I'm not gonna I'm not I ain't gonna be able to do it and you know I kind of told him you know I just don't I just don't see him for us no more and he was just like oh really and I'm just like that was literally like what God needed me to do because that that same year like I wanted to be married I want to have kids by 32 like all of that stuff I was staying in the basement apartment because here basement apartments are in like you can literally rent out a basement apartment Mm -hmm. and you could be good and I was paying like 850 a month and so from that literally right after I gave his ring back we were supposed to get married in August didn't get married in August like God literally gave me a raise like I think it was like I went from making I think I literally got like a five thousand dollar raise and I don't remember the exact number but that's somewhere somewhere around Mm -hmm. whatever it was it allowed me to purchase a house like I ended up buying a house before I was 30 years old and I think that's what God I know that's what God wanted me to do you know before I even got married and so Mm -hmm. like God literally like because I obeyed God even in even though I felt like shameful or scared you know I didn't know how people was gonna be looking at me 
you know, I had them bought this dress from Davis Bridal. Like, I know they like, girl, you is not returning this dress. Like, you were so excited. Like, and they gave me all my money back. Like, I yeah. literally, I got all my money back for the dress. Like, I knew God wanted me to make that decision. And I was literally the first person in my house to, in my family to buy a house. And I did it before I was 30. So yes, God knew. God knew, like, he, I don't want you to be mad before 30. I want yeah. you to be a homeowner before 30. And that's, you know, that's kind of how I chose courage over fear. And I, I really just didn't allow shame to attach itself. For a little while it did, but then I was just like, listen, it, it's nothing wrong with me making the right decision. So all the people who love and care about me, y'all can get y'all refunds for y'all flights, take y'all bridesmaid, bridesmaid dresses back. You know, we good. This is not him, y'all. We're going to try this again. <laughs> Next time. Wow. Next time. Wow. Glory be yeah. to God. That's such a powerful, powerful, powerful story. And it's so crazy because while you were speaking, I was thinking like, God will really do all that to develop something in you that he needs you to use for his for his ministry, for his will, like whatever it was that you did not have in you, God took you through a whole situation. to bring that out of you. So now you can, without a shadow of a doubt, say no one's going to come into my life. I'm not going to allow anything to come in my life because of a desire versus what God wants for me. So I think that's mm-hmm. so good. And I know that's your story. So you went through your emotions, you went through people see it and hear it, and it's just a story for them. But just like Marshana encouraged you, that's going to encourage another woman who's about to make a decision that just might change her life, not for the better and put her through you know, more than she needs to be put through. So glory be to God for you sharing that with us and being transparent and open and vulnerable about something. Because I think with that age range where we are, that is such a big thing. Like it floods the internet where my husband, like it's a desire. It's a desire that's deeply embedded inside of us. But sometimes there's work to be done within our hearts, within our minds before God actually blesses us with our husbands and for him Mm -hmm. to take you through that and to know that you were strong enough to pass the test is absolutely amazing and look at everything that came from it you know look at everything that came from it and it's so powerful that we actually are speaking of that because it's not about I always say this it's not about what you gain or what you get it's about who you become and that's what God is more invested in he's invested in who you become because what you get you can't take that to heaven with you when you get there going to meet our daddy he don't none of that you can take with you but who you become and who you are in that soul is what you present before Jesus and that is what is judged so he's mm-hmm. so much more invested in who we become and I definitely think that situation made you a elevated dope mm-hmm. completely wise <laughs> woman you, and who doesn't Thank want you. wisdom who doesn't yeah. want wisdom? So glory be to God. Mm. Thank you for sharing that story because I always heard bits and pieces of it, but I never really heard the full story. And it's so funny that you um, brought up Marshana because I read that book and I'm just yeah. like, this story. Man, my I'm life. like, I'm on chapter two and I'm about to drop my coffee because this is crazy. Girl, and- I was just like, now why would I, why would she be talking about this right when I'm going to give me that thing? It's crazy, like. I'm so glad my mentor told me to read that book. It really changed my life. Like, really and, and I told her, like, I, I reached out to her, like, listen, like, you're the reason that I did not make that decision. Like, wow. And yeah, so there's some people that's waiting on our yes, like, waiting yeah. on us to obey God so they can, you know, go move closer to God and obey God. 
Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about decisions that we make in our life. And this walk that we have with God is that it's not only about us. You are meaningful and you are purposeful because your yes is attached to so many other people being set free from these things that are keeping them in bondage. And when people are set free, they join the gang, they join the army, they become a part of this, you know, fight, this good fight of faith. So I love that. Okay, so I have one more question for you, for real, for real. Um, so on this platform, we have women who's always listening, who's always looking to receive something that's going to help them elevate, help them, um, you know, transform their life. They're invested in their transformation. So for those women, if you had one piece of advice to give them, what would that be from the Brittany Edie? <laughs> <laughs> My one piece of advice would be to keep going, keep going. The enemy, the devil, whoever your adversary is, would love to see you cave in and quit and stop. But the beauty is in you continuing to move forward, continue to press forward, like survive and make the enemy pay for trying to stop you. Like literally Mm. keep going. Don't stop. Keep going Mm. no matter what. You know, no matter what hiccups you may face, no matter what distractions that may come about, you know, whoever you might lose in the process, keep going, keep going, keep going, because your freedom is worth you continuing to press forward and move in the things that God I love that. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. That definitely blessed me. Your freedom, your freedom, your freedom, your freedom. Okay. I want to keep meditating on that. (laughs) So I definitely love that. Brittany, thank you so much for joining us today. It means so much to me because I do love you and I do love your ministry. I love you too. Yes. And I love what you're doing. And I want everyone to know how can we find you? How can we stay up with Brittany? How can we tune into your podcast? How can we be Become a part of your internet world. So first of all, you're gonna be on my podcast, so just get prepared. Okay. But um, the title of my podcast is called The Courage Plug. I'm literally on every outlet, iTunes or podcast, whatever Apple calls it, Google. Like I'm on all of that. And so you can also follow me on Instagram. It's at Brittany Edie. It's B R I T T A N Y E A D Y. And also on Facebook as well. On Twitter is, if y'all on Twitter, I don't know, but I, I do be tweeting. Y'all gonna catch like the kind of real me on Twitter. I'll be letting it, I'll be tweeting or whatever. But um, but no, my, my Twitter name is Brittany underscore Edie. So you guys can follow me on Twitter too. Okay. And can we still purchase your books? Oh yeah. So my books is actually on Amazon and it's on my website too. So I have one book called It's Not About You. And then the second book is called Easily Broken. Ooh, okay, okay. So yeah. we're definitely, definitely gonna plug in with you and every outlet that we can. You are absolutely you. amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. Let's link up and make magic happen, sis. I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> yeah, love you, sis. I love you. Thank you for joining. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> If you enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to leave me a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate it. And I will see you guys next week. So be successful.